curtains to Halo headlines for the week of the 26th of April to the 2nd of May 2021, part of Podcast Evolved, your home for Halo. I'm your host Tom, and with me today is Aaron. Hey guys. Okay, so before we get started with the Halo headlines for this week, we would like to give a quick shout out and a thank you to all of our patrons for their continued support to make this show possible. Thank you so much guys, everything you do to support us really has opened so many doors in the past year and we're incredibly grateful for your continued support. If you would like to get involved in supporting the show yourself, you are more than welcome to head over to patreon.com slash halopodcastevolved where you can learn more about the exclusive rewards that we offer to our patrons. Now, Aaron, I'm going to hand over to you for this week's news. That's all right. We will get stuck into this. Only one thing of note has happened in the last week. As you know, it was the end of the month, and that means that Inside Infinite is now available. Yep. This one was focused on the PC side of Infinite. So we have some things that we're not going to talk about in too much detail because I am not a PC gamer. Neither am I. (laughs) Nope. There are certain words and phrases used in this where I went, oh, that sounds like a thing. If you would like more detail on that, our PC experts, Krista and David, were available on the live news show, so you'll get that next week. But we will run through these anyway because some of these things are worth a mention. So first up we have... 343 have announced support for ultra-wide and super-ultra-wide screens, triple keybinds, wide variety of input devices, meaning that you can use non-Xbox controllers on your PC and you can use mouse and keyboard on a console, and advanced sensitivity and acceleration sliders for your mouse as well. That'll be interesting. If you want to get back into Halo and you maybe only have a PS5 you and a PC, you could hook your DualSense up to the PC and play Infinite. That sounds blasphemy. Yeah, I said that on last night's show and Krista just like took a deep inhale of breath when I said it and said, no, that, that doesn't sound right. But it's good to know that they're giving us options. Speaking of options, they've also said that you will have the ability to play with your friends regardless of the platform you're on. So Steam, Xbox, Game Pass for PC can all play together. There will be cross-play and cross-progress on all platforms. There will be Xbox Live, Steam and Discord, both in-game and out-of-game invites. So you will be able to team up with people no matter what you're using. Interesting to see Discord mentioned there, because isn't that acquisition still up in the air right now? I believe Discord said no, so they're back to being independent. I read a few things that people said they may, they're planning to, I think, go public soon, so the conversation with Microsoft might have been like to push their price up a bit. If investors knew that Microsoft were willing to fork out $10 billion or whatever it was, then they may get more when they go public. Funnily enough, while you mention that, they've just announced today that they're doing a partnership with PlayStation to like improve integration on the PS5. So I'm hoping that like Microsoft will also open the checkbook and do the same, and then it would be cool if you could get like Discord voice chat onto console. Yeah, that would be really cool. And then you could listen to the live show while you game without having to like get your phone out. 
The next thing that they mentioned here was that they will allow you to host local multiplayer servers on your PC and they will allow other people on your LAN, both PC and Xbox, to connect to it. So that'll be cool probably for like small tournaments and stuff that you can just set a PC, host locally, and then you can combine Xbox and PC together to play. That'll be cool. Yeah, it sounds cool. I, like, I think it'll be handy for stuff like that. I don't think in the time of COVID too many people will be having Halo LAN parties for a while. <laughs> but we will see. They've also said that they're going to restrict competitive playlists based on input device, not console versus PC. So if you only have a controller or your friends are playing on console with controllers, you can throw a controller on your PC and still play with them. Which is good because I think restricting it by device type instead would be a little bit miserable if you happen to be the only PC gamer and everyone else is on console and you can't play together because of it. I think that's a good step. For crossplay, again, they are say they're prioritizing fairness without being too restrictive. So we have to draw the lines players are comfortable with, input-based restrictions for ranked matches while uh, maintaining flexibility. You don't have to buy the game on a different platform to play with your friends. Worst case, you just need to switch input device. So the same thing we said. At most, you will just need a controller, and chances are, if you're a PC player, you have a controller of some description. Yeah. They also say they have both ranked and unranked matchmaking playlists where PC and Xbox can play together online. Some games restrict, don't they, by you can have like ranked console, ranked PC. Yeah, you can't play together. Yeah. I think it's it's cool that they're going for the kind of the input type over the device, like you say, because I think a lot of the time the input device is the thing that causes competitive advantage and it's not necessarily the device itself. Yeah, I'd imagine if you're going to use a mouse and keyboard on a console, you would still have an advantage over controller console people. Yeah. Because isn't that, it wasn't there a whole market for a while in like third party keyboard and mouse style things that pretended that they were a controller so the console like didn't get upset with them? Yeah. <laughs> I've I've seen images of stuff like that, and you're like, that seems a bit excessive to get a bit of an advantage. Now, the next thing they say here is to make the game cross-platform. Things like FOV settings, which were usually standard to just PC, will also be available on console. That's cool. I like that. I didn't know that was... So for anyone listening, I told Aaron I'm very underprepared, so I'm literally learning the stuff as we're recording this. And I like that. That's really cool. Yeah, we see you can be the audience listening to this and like digesting it as you go. <laughs> the, speaking of other options as well, they've said there's options such as FPS and ping in the overlay. So you can display those on the screen. You can also hide the HUD entirely if you want to take nice screenshots or overlay your own thing for streaming. Ah! I'm scared about the fact that they've said hiding the HUD is for screenshots. I want theatre. You had the same thought we had, which was, does this mean there's going to be no theatre mode, or is this just an extra option as well? I hope it's extra, but it would seem quite counterintuitive. But you never know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of curious myself. I wonder if instead of theatre, they might just have like a photo mode, because... 
photo mode is basically fader mode, but you can just drop into it at any point. So I wonder if they might do that in Campion. That would be quite nice. I'd like that. Like, I know a lot of people still like fader, but if you have the option to just, like, freeze the game and do your stuff, it could work out just the same. Yeah. I think it's too early to panic so far, so we will wait and see. (laughs) Okay, okay. Next up, this one was actually quite interesting. Infinite has a style of in-game cutscenes we call narrative moments, and we want to make sure these work great without cropping to a specific aspect ratio, which means we need to make sure the action of the scene fits on the screen, things don't despawn, stop animating, or clip when they go out of the 16.9 field of view, etc., which means that they are in-game cutscenes, which, as I said yesterday, makes me wonder if you would have things like the option of New Game Plus to make Master Chief look different. This is something from my recent playthrough of it, which I noticed. I'm assuming Halo 3 is in-game cutscenes as well, because I noticed in um, At the End of the Storm when Arbiter and Chief are just usually looking off into the horizon as the frigates come in. In my latest playthrough, there was a marine just stood on a rock behind them, and I'm sure that's not usually there, so I'm assuming that game's in-game cutscenes as well, which means they're probably still going to be quite cinematic, if that makes sense, because that was my biggest concern. Well, I think a lot of games do them. Yeah, I think it is in-game because... That would explain Johnson's horror face because he looks like that when you're playing and he looks like that in the cutscenes. Yeah. (laughs) They do a good job of it in Reach because you never really feel like anything's wrong no matter what your Spartan looks like. But I kind of wonder if you had these in-game sort of cutscene things, could it give you the option that you could change how things look? Even if it's only maybe that your, you know, weapon skins that you've unlocked. That would be quite cool. But I would like the ability to be able to change Chief's armor. Yeah. If you're going to replay the campaign, you may as well be able to play however the hell you want. And maybe being able to take Chief in my multiplayer Spartans gear might be interesting. That'd be really cool. So I'm curious to see what they do with that. Next up, we plan to build upon Infinite four years into the future. So managing content for the game in a native and familiar way to each different platform we're releasing on. So they were basically saying that they are like focusing on building from the ground up for PC. So they've been working with the designers who are normally console only people and going like certain things need to be built a certain way so that they will work. Yeah. On PC, things like the ultra wide setting, you have to build the game from the ground up. Otherwise that just won't work. So they were like trying to reinforce that and drive that home. Yeah. It sounds like they have a good handle on wanting this to be a good PC experience from the get-go. The next section they had in the Inside Infinite was a little bit called Tales from the Trenches. And these are a couple of little things from various people in different departments. I pulled a couple of key lines from certain people. So we will roll through these and see if anything here particularly tickles your fancy. The first one we have is from Sam Hanshaw, and he is the live producer. And he said, We've been conducting several external flights and playtesting with a very small external group representing a variety of backgrounds. We're progressing towards expanding playtesting opportunities as soon as we can, so keep those Halo Insider profiles updated. So, hints at flighting. Yeah, 
that's quite cool. I yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's already ongoing. Well, they did say after the Master Chief Collection like disaster, they swore and promised that there would be a beta for every Halo going forward. So if they're doing actual flighting, that would be cool. It would be nice to like jump in and maybe get a hands on with some multiplayer. Yeah. I reckon it's going to start soon. I mean, it's something that I actually need to bring up in our team chat anyway, Aaron. But E3 is just around the corner. So I reckon we'll be getting some hands-on testing a lot sooner than people realise. I hope so. I would like to get maybe a demo or something. Maybe that that E3 reveal from last year, if something like that was a demo that you could play to. If they were like, hey, here, we, we've we reworked this, now play it, I would just... I'd, uh, that would be me, carried over until release day. I get the feeling it was a playable chunk, because like they went to great lengths to have that title screen, press, press start to play, you're dropped into the cutscene and you go. So if they dropped something like that so people could have a look at it and see what's involved, it would be interesting. I think there's more chance of everyone getting hands-on with it this time around because i imagine if that was a demo last year it probably would have been for the face-to-face e3 event and they wouldn't have put it online afterwards but i am i guess everything e3 wise is going to have to be virtual this year so i would imagine that any demos would just get released on the xbox marketplace yeah that's kind of what i'm hoping as well so we'll have to see what comes from it but yeah if you have a halo insider downloaded make sure you're set up and ready to go because you may be able to do something with it the next one we have here is from a certain jeff easterling franchise and narrative writer i think i know this guy his name's vaguely familiar i've heard of him yeah so jeff says uh, one of the things i'm particularly excited about is the breadth of discoverable audio log content to be unearthed and dissected, helping bring further life to the world you'll be exploring. And then in brackets, a small glimpse of which you may have already heard, and that was a link to the little audio log where Halsey is talking to some sort of soldier and Master Chief about Cortana. Yeah. Okay, so that's cool. I I guess that kind of means that they're going to build out whatever happened before the events of Infinite in audio logs, which is really, really awesome because I think we've said it on the show before, but that's probably where Halo 5 went wrong with so much in the books rather than in game. But if you can go through and piece together that entire story within the Halo Infinite experience, then I think a lot of people are going to put the extra work in to maybe invest in the story more than they normally would yeah i would be looking forward to it so we'll wait and see what comes from that but like that little audio log when you listen to it it sounds interesting i'd like to hear more of them yeah Next one we have here is from Patrick Wren. He is multiplayer designer and he says, We are using sound and FX to give vital information in new ways to allow players to make more impactful decisions in a match. I am also working very closely with audio tuning or VO systems to be the best yet. I am making sure our announcer, Spartan Chatter and Redacted all work well in tandem to deliver a super clear but also immersive experience. So... This started us wondering, I'm not going to go on it too long because I don't want this to turn into a very long episode, but what could the third redacted thing be? Like, we have the announcer, Spartan Chatter. Here's a theory I want to pitch to you because 
it may be too out there, but I thought, what if you had like a dumb AI in your suit that could make calls if you were being engaged by the enemy in multiplayer? That would be cool. I forget the name of the dumb AI that Fred has in the books there recently, but what if you had an AI that could tell you you're being engaged by a sniper? I like that. That would be really cool. My brain instantly goes, oh, Cortana's going to be goading the Spartans the whole time. (laughs) Well, you see, I kind of wondered about that, but that's really, like, it's sort of like an announcer. It's just not regular announcer, but I was thinking, like, something that they would say that they would redact that's along the lines of Spartan chatter and announcer. So I was trying to think of anything else like that, and I, I couldn't really come up with anything else. So I was thinking, like, what if it was something in your suit? I know that's kind of like Spartan chatter, but if it was something that could relay other information to you, I'm not sure what else that would be. I think you might be onto something. Yeah. Fingers crossed it's Auntie Dot 2.0 from Reach. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Something like that, like an AI, something in your suit that might tell you information, you know, like maybe, I don't know, two enemies in close proximity, three enemies in proximity. You. I know that might do things to the multiplayer, but you could always have that disabled in certain playlists. But think how interesting that would be if you're crouched and hiding and the AI announced to you that someone came within your radar range. Yeah, that would be really cool. I'd be curious to see what that is. I'm not sure what else it might be, but we'll find out. The last thing here is from Kevin Paul, Senior Program Manager, and he says that the Halo Waypoint team has been hard at work on the next generation of Halo's applications and websites coming soon. This is a complete rebuild of our tech stack to deliver a richer experience for you and an improved tool set for the studio. Halo Waypoint will now be available as a native iOS and Android app in addition to the website replacing the existing Halo Channel app. So that's good because... Cool. I'd like a good app and I'd like to be able to do things like maybe customize my Spartan when I'm not in the game, stuff like that. Maybe check up the challenges and stuff and set tasks. If you were going to go really out there, I'd like to be able to have an app where I could line up the next playlist I want to go to before I finish in game. That would be wicked. If you could do stuff like that, that would be really nice. Maybe I was trying to think of like cool things you could do with a native app these days because they've done certain things but let me order takeaway for while i'm playing halo no i don't need that because that's <laughs> not going to end well i will fuse to the chair that i'm playing halo in and that will be it <laughs> we will get an app we will get a redesign so that's something to look forward to the last little bit of the inside infinite was brought to us from a certain joseph staten it was kind of short and brief this time it wasn't quite as long as some of his previous end of insides This one, he says, A brief customer service announcement. While I hope that you've enjoyed this month's 1,000 word screenshots, that was in reference to the ultra-wide screenshots that were available throughout the article. Go have a look if you haven't seen them already. There will be a link in the show notes to this episode that you can go and find. We know that game videos are worth at least 10,000 words, and the great news is that summer i.e. game industry season, event season, is just around the corner and there are glorious plans afoot, so he is teasing whatever we're going to get. I think Microsoft has said they're working with E3 this year, so we'll get something. Yeah. I can't imagine it's going to be an in-person event, so it will probably have to be some sort of online thing. So there will be video content coming soon, hopefully. 
my guess is June. And look out for us breaking it down when it does come out. Yes, we will have to once again prepare the teams for Big E3 Day. Yep, time to prepare for battle. I said to the guys, I really hope that they redo the reveal trailer again with all the new detail and stuff. And that's what they open a show with so that everyone's upset that we're seeing the same footage again and then they can finish the show with new footage. That would be really clever. Like, start with the footage we've seen before, then do like a studio message from Joseph Staten instead of script Chris Lee so everyone thinks it's finished and then end with like a second 10-minute Halo Infinite feature. And then, like, at the, if you want to push it, at the end of that 10 minute feature, be like multiplayer beta now live. Yeah, see, well, like, we need something. I think the thing is, I think they really need to redo that first trailer too, because people are going to want side to side comparisons. Yeah. You redo that trailer in all its new glory, and then people can cut them together, and we can sit there pouring over screenshots and side by sides and how much better everything looks, and then go from there. But, anyway. Before we get too excited and this turns into a real episode, I will say that that is all of our news for the last week. That is all the big stuff. I will hand it back over to you. Thank you. And thank you to everyone for listening. Make sure to join us next week for the next Halo Headlines episode. If you enjoyed this episode and are somehow unaware, then please check out our awesome website, halopodcastevolve.com. It features our episode library for all of our shows, including the Core Podcast Evolve show, Mission Debrief, Halo Book Club, and Builds With Blocks. Once again, we want to end the show with another special shout out to all of our patrons for supporting this show and making all of this possible. Thank you so much for all you do. It is greatly appreciated. And if you would like to get involved and support the show yourself, please do feel free to head to patreon.com slash halopodcastevolved where you can learn lots more about how you can support our work. And with all of that, I've been your host, Tom, and until next time, Evolved. Evolved. Evolved.